welcome back. You're listening to Those Trans Guys Podcast, a podcast focused on everyday education and experiences about trans men. The sponsor for this podcast is Trinket and Vine. Trinket and Vine is a Vancouver-based pin shop and also a friend of mine. And if you use the code TRANSPOD22 at checkout, you receive 20% off all purchases. I just wanted to thank these guys for supporting me with this podcast, for also being a friend, and for being amazing with the kind of work that they do and LGBT support of all kinds. So thanks again, Trinket and Vine, for supporting me and my channel, but also for making amazing pins, and I hope you guys check them out. Hello, and welcome back to a new episode of Those Trans Guys. Welcome to 2024. Seems crazy that it's already in uh, to January 2024, and after December and everything, it just flew by. So we're having a really big cold snap right now. So trying to stay warm, and for Canada, especially where I live, it's relatively cold. So not enjoying that at all. Um, hopefully, you guys are all well, and thanks for sticking around. And today, I have a very special guest who I will let them introduce themselves to you. Hey everyone, uh, my name is Clara. I'm a 34-year-old trans man uh, who lives in Wisconsin. Um, I'm a, a reporter for Our Lives Magazine, which is the state's only uh, LGBTQ magazine. I'm also a recent law school graduate, and I do uh, DEI work um, consulting as well for a marketing agency in the U.S. Awesome. So how did you come across my podcast? Just tell them a little bit about like how you found me and then how we got in, like connected and stuff. Absolutely. Um, so I realized my trans identity back in like November of 2020, kind of after being in the pandemic and, you know, really having to think a lot about a lot of different things, you know. Um, and at that time, um, I really wanted to um, search out uh, trans media, trans content. And since then, like I have looked into like you know, books, magazines, podcasts, uh, YouTube, you know, just because it's really hard to even know that being trans is an option when you don't see any examples, when you've never heard of it, when you've never met anybody. And, you know, I certainly met people when I went to college. But um, once I really figured out, like, oh, this is a part of my identity, um, I really wanted to kind of understand a little bit more about the some of the cultural notions and, and things that go on. And so I think it was just uh, through through seeking out, um, trying to understand myself better that I found your podcast um, back in the day. Yeah, no, for sure. There's actually my COVID hobby, actually, um, which I was really stoked about. So I've been wanting to do one for a while, but then, of course, being locked down, you know, it's kind of, it gets kind of boring. And I didn't know what I wanted to do for hobby-wise. Like a lot of people were cooking or knitting or whatever. So for me... It was a lot of fun and it challenged me in a way and i really enjoyed what i got out of it and i met a lot of cool people who i got to interview i did my own episodes and i kind of grew a little bit over the last i guess two years or so that i've been doing it so then i've been connected a little bit through the podcasting sites and then i got a few interests so that was that was awesome and i mean i'm not doing this for fame i'm not doing it for much attention i'm just doing it for me and to also help people because when i started my transition back in 2016 i didn't have anyone so i had no resources or anyone to turn to i didn't have any outlooks really per se except for one youtube channel which is a friend of mine who i follow and talk to to this day um and he uppercase chases his youtube name he actually got me more motivated and in tune with myself so then i started to kind of 
explore and then I started my transition. So that's why I wanted to start the the channel or the podcast because I didn't have that back in the day. And a lot of people have questions. A lot of people came up with topics for me and stuff. So it was kind of neat to see people still sticking with me to this day and on the journey. So it's kind of cool that I get connected with people. Absolutely. No, I think that's that's really fun. Um, I think you're doing a service to the community for sure. There really is not a lot of content out there like for the trans mask audience made by the trans mask, you know, individuals. So um yeah, no, I, I think that's a really productive use of your time um during COVID. Um I've, I you know, I certainly, you know, listen to a lot of the the I think I've listened to almost all the episodes, but it's just been a while, you know. As you said, you started them a bit back, um, so I appreciate the review. But yeah, it's, that's that's a really productive, cool way to, to to come out of the pandemic with something. Yeah. Yeah. So, what um, got you wanting to reach out to me? Just curious. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think just just in the interest of, uh, I guess, furthering that visibility, you know, helping, you know, right. So I I'm one. I'm I, you know I just told you like, oh, I felt like I benefited from being able to see some people like share their lives, you know, in, in whatever way that was, you know, writing a memoir, talking about it on a podcast, like creation YouTube channel. Sorry about that. And um, so I think for me, uh, even though I, I don't necessarily, uh, you know, I'm not like writing a book or, or have my own channel. I, you know, I don't know. I kind of felt like I was at a point where I was like, Oh, like I'd like to give back to the community in some way. Um, and, you know, I don't know, it takes a certain personality and, I don't know. It's vulnerable to like talk to be like, I'm going to talk to a stranger and then we're going to put it on the internet. Right. And I kind of think about like, you know, if not me, who, right. You know, it's, it's some, you know, there's just the community is just kind of so small and I feel like I'm in a, uh, a privileged and safe environment where I can be out um, publicly. And so, you know, I'm like, Hey, I want to give back. I want to do something. So, um, so yeah, that made me want to reach out. No, for sure. So tell them a little bit about what, like you kind of touched on your introduction a little bit, but kind of branch into what your day-to-day is like and kind of what brought you to this point and what your passions are and, and what you hope to do for 2024. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've been on a little bit of um, a journey now. So um, I graduated college in 2012 and then I was basically doing freelance uh, public relations writing and also some journalism and in 2016, um, the Democratic National Convention came to Philadelphia. That was where I was living at the time in Pennsylvania. And I got to cover it up close, you know, like see all the, you know, you know Obama, Hillary, like I had to see everybody talk. And, you know, then like, you know, literally the next day it was like, no, Trump won the election. And I sort of felt like I was in this spot where I was like, oh, I'm kind of sick of just like reporting on things that are going on like how can i make a difference or like how can you know like to some, you know yes i got to cover the dnc for my publication at the time but it was i was also doing like 25 most expensive jersey like new jersey shore homes and it just felt like kind of meaningless mm. um so um i ended up deciding to go to law school and uh so i just i just finished my degree in october um, and so right now I'm studying to take um, the Wisconsin bar exam uh, and then, uh, you know, freelance, right? I'm reporting and then also doing some consulting, um, you know, uh, for ad agencies 
um, just, you know, they'll send me, they'll say like, Hey, this is a new, new client that we have. And here's the campaign that we want to run. Like, is there a way we could be more inclusive? Um, so right now I'm sort of in a transitional period. And then I have two months where I'm pretty much just focused on, um, trying to make sure I know all the, you know, rules of law so that I can pass this big test uh, at the end of February. So that's what, that's what's happening. Nice. Well, that sounds pretty busy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard because you gotta, you know, keep to your own schedule and keep yourself motivated, and you know, nobody else is gonna do the work, right? So, yeah. um, so yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's busy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's cool. I'm in the healthcare field myself, so for me, it's I worked all through COVID, obviously. So having the podcast was kind of like a little outlet for me. And in the meantime, you know, I get to the gym and eat healthy and that kind of stuff. See friends, you know, when I have some time. Mostly, my passions are the podcast. Um, and then, mm-hmm. you know, cooking and stuff and getting to the gym and trying to, you know, fit in some more things for the new year's for sure. Like there's a few things I want to tackle that I didn't get to last year. So like traveling and stuff more and little things like, you know, life shorts. I just really want to get out and, and do some more things on my list of things that I didn't get to get to. So definitely trying to do that. And I like to be busy rather than lazy. So, I mean, there's days, of course, you need to slow down and relax, but for me, like my mental health and getting to the gym and, and being around people that, you know, enjoy my company and vice versa. Those are, those are things for sure that I, I keep in mind and, and try and get to, but the gym and music and cooking and the podcast are kind of ways that I can be more myself, you know, and, and listening to music and kind of disconnecting from the world a little bit, but definitely being around people like that. I enjoy their company is those are things that make me happy, you know? But being on the couch all day, it depends if you're sick, like that's different, of course, but it gets boring after a while. So I'm more of a go, go, go person. And I like to slow down sometimes, but to disconnect from my everyday life are things that make me happy. So the the few things that I listed are definitely the top priorities for me when I'm not working. So, but my day job is something that I've done for seven years and I don't get bored of it. I enjoy the routine. I enjoy the people I work with. So for me, the disconnection from that isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just different. So, and routine is important, but I also like to throw a curveball at it sometimes to switch it up because I don't like to be bored. So that's kind of me in a nutshell of like what I enjoy doing on my off days. But the podcast is something I want to pick up more this year. The, like the last few months have been pretty crazy. So I kind of took a pause from it, but going into the new year, I definitely want to, you know, interview more people and get more topics out there that I haven't touched on yet or want to touch on. So that's kind of cool. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I definitely, uh, you know, uh, uh, relate to, to, to some of that for sure. Um, I was a college athlete. I was a rower um, and uh, I, I rode for like 17 years. So I definitely relate to um, finding, uh, uh I don't know, finding peace and going to the gym or in working out, like, absolutely. Um, and I'm also an extrovert. Um, so certainly seeing friends. Um, yeah, definitely. So what, um, and I think it's healthy for you to have that balance between work and then these other things as well. Oh, yeah, I know for sure. Um, what has been like your struggle and also your like growth as well when you've come out and started your transition? Ooh, my struggle and my growth. Um, big topics. Um, I mean, I think I'll, I can start with growth. I think, I think for me, truly, like I felt 
a lot, I felt a lot more confident in who I am. It, um, you know, it was interesting because prior I chose this career in writing and, um, so much of that was, it was like, oh, well, like I was like, I'm reporting. Right. But I was like, I'm telling other people's stories. I'm not talking about myself. And so it was like, once I came out as trans and was like feeling more confident, um, you know, uh, I, I had top surgery four months ago. Um, I've been on T for two years. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, uh, right. I was, I, I'm more likely to be open to doing, to being the person actually giving the interview as opposed to like, you know, asking the question. So I definitely think from my transition, um, so just like feeling more, more confident, even like public. Yeah. I mean, just general public speaking, but like now that I feel more set and like, no, this is me. And like, I'm happy with who I am or who I'm becoming. Like, yeah, I think that's been really major. Um, I think one of the struggles um, was, you know, uh, like, like self doubt. And I think, um, I think come, I went to a women's college or women's university um, and so, uh, I think there was sort of almost a fear of like, you know, I do identify as a binary trans man, but not that you're taught that like men are the enemy, but I spent, I don't know, like I was a gender studies minor and I spent so much time like being like, everything is a social construct. Right. And then to be like, actually, I care about the social construct and please put me in this <laughs> felt very ironic and straight. <laughs> um, to wrestle with um so yeah i think that's been kind of interesting like changing my mindset um and uh yeah i mean i don't know it's also kind of you know i've decided to keep my birth name and also change my pronouns and my birth name is very uh traditionally feminine and so i think that's a struggle for people but it's um I want to do it because I want to continue to be visible. I don't just want to blend in. Um, so I think that's a sort of little continuous, but I'm, I'm, ha I'm happy to have it. I'm, I'm there because it opens conversations with people. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that, I think that's awesome and very powerful. So I think kudos to you because a lot of people follow the spotlight of being trans. So they change their names, the pronouns, all that, and they fit in, like you said, to blend in with society. So I think that's awesome that you kept it because a lot of people fear from that. And I included was one of them. I did not want my birth name anymore. And I did not like as soon as I could possibly change it or go by a different name, I did. Because to me, that last image of me growing up was not when I wanted to continue. And, you know, what I was then was not what I wanted to be now. So and it was it was triggering. So whenever I see even a patient with that name through like through work or run in with someone with that, I'm like, Ugh. so and I know a lot of people even say to me that my name's feminine. I'm like, actually, it's not. Like, there's a lot of patents out there that are guys too. And I wanted to keep part of the old birth name and the new name similar to what my birth name was, not to trigger me, but to make it easier for my family, my friends, people that knew me since I was born, and also that fit me. So it was kind of a combination of a, a background to it. I mean, I could have easily gone with like Adam or Ben or something generic, but that's not really me. So. I played around with it for a while before I physically and, you know, money wise changed it. So, and then the pronouns were something that followed that, but the name was the most important thing. And then after that, it all, it all clicked, but I grew up in a very small town. So it was hard to get by with being like, wait, you're not that person. I'm like, I know. And so it was a bit of a change, but, but I give kudos to you because for me, like I couldn't live with that, but I'm happy that you, were strong enough to keep it and 
and proud to stand on your feet and say, no, this is what I want, and then change the pronouns, and this is who I am. So we just got to get past all that negative feedback and comments and people giving us backlash for it because it's our story at the end of the day and how we want to do our transition. And so I, I, I give kudos to you because I couldn't do that. And I think it'll help others to be proud and brave to, to do it too, if they were having fear or worries about it. Right. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, first off, when I think of Peyton, I think of Peyton Manning, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like, who's giving you a hard time? Oh, there's uh, but, you know, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a hard decision. Obviously, you know, if it's dysphoria triggering, you know, of course, right. Like it's gotta go. Um, you know, interesting. I, I'm, so I'm named after my great grandmother and her. So like my middle name is bell and like that I want to change. And like when I was little, my family used to call me Clarabelle and um, I was in kindergarten in 1996 and that's when Disney's Beauty and the Beast came out, the cartoon version. And everybody was like, oh, Princess Belle. And I was like, hell no, that is not me. I do not want to be associated with any Disney princess. So like since then, like I was like, I'm just Clara, not Clarabelle. So, um, uh, so yeah, I, uh, I am planning on uh, changing that to Alexander, um, to have Claire Alexander Lefton be um, my full name. So I, I, I certainly understand the association. Um, but I did, I just, I found it so depressing to just like eliminate Clara and just, it just feels like it's like, oh, I'm, for me, it felt like it was like eliminating my entire past. And I was just like, no, like, I don't want to be like, I have to start over as a totally new person. Um, my, my mom has a, a friend and her friend's son, um, when he came out as trans, he literally blocked everyone from his prior life. Like, you know, except for his family, like completely changed his name, doesn't talk to anyone. And I was like, oh my God, that is like the most extreme example. I mean, you know, do what you got to do. Like everyone's got their own situation. But I was just like, oh, like, I don't want to start over. Like, you know, I want to, I don't know. <laughs> I want to live as me. Um, yeah. So, yeah. No, but that's, that's, that's awesome that you did that. So I'm happy to have met someone who kept their name because it's not all the time that that happens. Right. So um, that's, that's cool for sure. Um, I think before we run out of time, because we're on a different kind of platform recording, um, we'll also do a part two, because I think we have a lot more we want to talk about, but is there anything else, like, just so we don't run out of time and not cover what we want to talk about, is there anything else that you would like people to know or that you want to share about yourself that we can, you know, fit in that, you know, that you want to say? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess uh, last, last follow-up on, on, on that, I also know a Kim who uses he, him, and I know a Courtney who uses he, him. So we're out there. I'm just saying we're out there. <laughs> um, uh, anything in particular? I don't know. It was kind of interesting. Somebody brought up um this concept to me of feeling quote like post transition like somebody who had transitioned for 10 years and that they felt like when people would talk about trans topics they weren't you know they weren't experiencing you know they might have gone through like a, a lot of like medical transition and they were feeling very cis passing which is like an interesting uh dynamic to think about uh to begin with but um, but they were sort of saying that they weren't uh, always like relating to a lot of trans issues. It wasn't at the top of their mind. And so I was kind of curious your opinion, if you felt like you were, I don't know how you thought about that term post-transition, because as you said, you, you've been at this for a while now, um, or if that's not, that's not something that you feel like you're experiencing or you, you ever will. I mean, I started my transition in 2016 and I lived 
back home before I moved here till I guess a couple months later. So maybe six months around on T. Um, and I always feel like your journey is your journey. So whatever you want it to be, if it's surgery or not, or, you know, even hormones or not, like it doesn't matter. I think that whatever your story is, is your story. And I, I think that a lot of people base it on other people's transitions and like, oh, they had surgery, I should too. But I think you don't really need to do anything you don't want to do if it's not what you want to do. And so a lot of people were asking me more personal questions. And I'm like, it's not your business. Like if I have surgery or not, especially on dating apps too, it's like, that's the worst place to be. But I've been lucky to meet a few people who have been supportive and I've had a chance to, you know, have some sort of romantic relationship with them and it's worked out okay some of them not but some of them yes so some of them haven't been all horrible but um i feel like yeah just i haven't had a lot of experience for a couple of years with that but at the beginning of my job i had a few little moments that i of course was brand new there and i got kind of outed which is a whole thing i talked about on one of my episodes but it it's been an interesting journey since that i, I haven't really had any many like many negative things that have arose which has been great, knock on wood. Um, but I feel like it can happen to anyone anytime. So I'm not saying that it's not going to ever happen again, but I've been grateful and lucky that it hasn't happened since. So that's kind of been my experience. It's, it's been actually not bad, if, I, if I'm if i honest with you. Like, I haven't felt uncomfortable or weird or any run-ins that have made me exceptionally, you know, fearful or, you know, for my life. But yeah, it's, it's been okay. So for sure. Yeah. I, I'm sort of, uh, it's, it's kind of an interesting concept to feel like quote post transition or right. That's not the top of your mind. Cause I feel like I am in that earlier stage. Uh, cause I just, I just had top surgery, you know, so, um, maybe like a month or two ago was the first, I, I, some, but some guy starts a conversation, like I assume it's this guy starts a conversation with me about at, on the bus, like at the bus stop waiting for the bus. Then we get on the bus. He fucking sits down next to me. He wants to keep talking. He brings up trans kids in sports. I'm like, this is fucking unreal. I have not said my name. I don't know this person at all. And like at the end of the conversation, when I like said my like points about it, he was like, oh, that's really interesting. And I was like, look at me infiltrating. <laughs> right? Like I haven't like had a lot of those um, interactions. So I don't know. It's kind of funny to sort of be at the start of that. Yeah. For it, sure. So. It's definitely interesting. And I feel more sad i guess that i feel a lot of stories for trans women who have really struggled and especially i've seen some posts on like tiktok and stuff which is really sad that they've had to have those encounters but um i've, if I've seen a trans woman here i try and acknowledge them in a way that makes them feel like i see them without making them feel uncomfortable like you know mm. not them obviously but just giving them a nod or a smile and it's happened a few times in the the sky train where i see them and it's a, always a public place right and so I feel like they've had a really hard struggle and I want to bring that up in another topic some other time, but yeah, I feel like I feel sad for those who have had really negative run-ins. Luckily yeah. I'm not in like social media to a point where my whole life revolves around it. Um, and I'm not always like publicly posting like some content creators do, which is great for them, but I see their hate that they get and I see mixed reviews and, you know, I, it's sad because our community is, struggles and it's never easy for us and i don't know why people overcomplicate things like i have to like explain my whole life to them for them to understand it and then even then they're like what so it's a challenge that we have to deconstruct something that 
shouldn't be deconstructed. Like, just leave it as it is. Like, you're not in our minds. You're not in what our what we've been going through. But yeah, we always have to, you know, overanalyze and overcomplicate it and explain. And it's like really frustrating at the end of the day. So, yeah, I'm not saying that I haven't had run-ins either, but they've not been as severe, luckily. And I'm yeah, I'm prepared if they do happen, obviously. But like, I think at the end of the day, my some of my family fears for my life sometimes because they know that it's not easy, but I'm like, I'm fine. Like I can handle myself. I just feel for other people. So that's, yeah, you know, that's a challenge. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I've had, um, the only thing I had since I moved to Wisconsin a year ago, I was like, I was waiting for the bus, always waiting for the bus. And, um, this car like slows down and the guy like rolls down his window. I was wearing like a tank top that had a rainbow on it. And he yelled faggot at me and drove away. And I just kind of like, it was like, I was so not expecting it, but I just kind of wanted to be like, thank you. Cause like, that's obviously gender for me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, no, no, you're talking to. But, um, yeah, no, I, I've, I've been lucky. I, I have not, um, experienced any sort of like, uh, uh, physical harm. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly in Philadelphia, I've I had people, you know, yell dyke in my face waiting for the subway or things like that. But, um, yeah, no, there, there's, there's a lot of bad stuff out there um, and trans women are, are definitely a very vulnerable population for sure. Yeah. That's something we can maybe talk about maybe in another episode. Cause it's, it's touchy and it's in depth and it's one that I think people shy away from, unfortunately. And I, I would hope that there's a few trans women who listen to me because I'm very much on their side and I, I would love to talk about it more with someone else too. Not just me. Um, yeah keep it fresh and have someone else's intake on it so um but yeah it's one that is not discussed enough and it's out there and i feel like they're definitely more fearful than we think or that we know obviously but a lot of people don't Mm -hmm. know right so that'd be something we could maybe touch on and, and get into more detail on so yeah for sure yeah um is there anything else you want to add in before we kind of close up? I just don't want to run in out of time or like not touch on. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess I just wanted to mention that. Um, so I came out three years ago, but that I spent the first year of my transition really just doing um, a like social transition. And I feel like I hear so many stories. Um, I don't know, I, I do feel like I hear a lot of stories from people who are like, I came out and then I started tea next week. So I just wanted to validate people who decide to take their time or as we mentioned earlier, like never go through medical transition. Like I spent that first year, you know, really being like, you know, as I said, like reading, like listening to other people's stories, et cetera, going to peer support groups, like going to therapy um, before I took that choice. Um, and I'm so happy with the medical interventions that I've, I've gone through since. Um, but I did spend a whole year sort of exploring that idea. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to uh, send that message out to validate anybody out there who is, is taking their time um, or just decides not to do it as well. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. I, I also agree. Like, I did it because I wanted to. And I took my time with all the tests and whatever that had to be done. So and a lot of people think, like, like they, they ask if you have to be a young kid or even, like, when's the right time. I'm like... There's no right time. You do it when you want to do it. And like, just because you're not an eight-year-old, you know, like doesn't mean you, you're not trans. Like surprisingly, some kids know and they know and they start and good for them. It doesn't have to be an age determinant thing. So um, yeah, I just want to touch on that. But uh, I think we're going to end it off because I got a notification. So I don't want to stress anyone out. Um, 
But I appreciate you coming on and joining me for our first session out of hopefully a few, which would be nice. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to add before we sign off? Uh, no, thanks for thanks for having me. And uh, once again, everybody listening to those Trans Guys podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And thanks again, guys. Hopefully your weekend goes well. And I know there's a cold snap going around, so stay warm. And I'll see you guys soon for a new episode. Thank you.